welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 29, the first episode in 2022 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, part of the Boogieverse family of podcasts. Eh? You like that, Mike? Uh, actually, you know what? I was Brandy. going I was going to uh, mention something to both of you um, after the show, but you know what? I can do it here before we actually get, get rolling. Um, what? <laughs> Uh, Josh and I have created a, uh, a kind of like a network uh, for the various podcasts that that we're all a part of uh, called the Rad Pantheon. And we That's figured that is. Yeah. Yeah. So we I've wanted, been wondering we, that, too. We've been slowly kind of getting things set up. So the idea is to get like, you know, Boogeyman's Closet, Count Creepyhead, um, you know, uh, Raised by Rentals. Then we're going to try to get like... Uh, Horrified Chicken, um, Throwback Reviews, basically my other friend's podcast, then have uh, posted on, so on on our links page, we want to have like Pikmin's Vinyls, my Etsy store, um, you know, basically a bunch of different artists and kind of use it as a way to highlight and promote new releases and new episodes and all that for everybody involved all across our various social medias. Cool. Um, can I link my OnlyFans? Of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you guys ever wanted to see an adult man fart into a bowl full of SpaghettiOs, I might know a guy. <laughs> uh, so that aside, uh, you know, we are just a small part of a bigger machine of awesome podcasting that has the connective tissue of Mike Alvarez. Um <laughs> I'd like to say rest in peace to Robert Bruce from Comic Book Men fame, who was found dead in a storage facility. And details are still yeah. kind of sketchy. Um, also, uh, co founder of uh, New Jersey Horror Con. Yeah. Yeah. A big guy in the toy collecting community. And I'd really be amiss if we didn't mention this Mark Taylor, pretty much the artistic force behind he-man and the masters of the universe has passed away um sad news because he's a big part of our childhoods whether we know it or not and um he was kind of like an old age kind of thing robert bruce i don't know what happened but uh you know pour one out for uh two legends in the industry um and then slightly unrelated in the final hours of 2021 Betty White grabbed the year by the throat and threw it and herself into the fires of Mordor while whispering, I'm taking you with me, you son of a bitch. Sure did. That'd only be true if 2022 is a better year. Here's hoping. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's going to be some slight changes to the show in 2022 as I kind of tweak and adjust things. Um one thing I want to discuss on the show, open air, is the giveaways uh, don't really seem to be working because it's just the same people over and over again participating, like the same five or six people mm. that I'm just giving prizes to constantly. And it's not the uh, it's not bringing people in like I thought. 
So I feel like maybe I need to change it. What do you guys think? Hmm. I'm going to have to noodle on that. Uh, I do not have the listener base yet to kind of keep it where there's, you know, 20 people participating every time. It's like five entering over and over and over again. So I'm just kind of looping back to the same people winning prizes. And yes, I'm still going to have giveaways. That's not going away, but I want to change something. I don't know what. So maybe instead of a prize this month, if you win, you get to pick a topic we talk about or... Uh, Ooh, Josh I think that's tattoo. Definitely not. <laughs> so, you know. Um, I think the topic could be interesting. Choosing a topic. All right. I th- I think it might be an an interesting way to engage people. We're gonna try that for this month. Uh, I'm going to sit on the giant pile of prizes and let it kind of refill for a while. Um. And that's partially because Christmas clearance really isn't happening this year, which sucks. Because um, everything got cleared out. They And the stores didn't overbuy like they normally do. Um, so there's just like a lack of cool shit for me to get for nothing and then give away like I'm the super generous guy, which is what I do. Is I find something for like a dollar and you think you're getting a deal. But really, I just got everything clearance somewhere. Um, all right. So that's the contest this month. I will start off by saying that. We're going to do the same thing. Like and share. If you win, you get to pick the topic that we talk about. Nothing is off the table. We'll talk about those weird Bible toys if you want. Um, That's like right, the, people. Just the, like and post pictures of share on our timeline. Yep. The Jesus Walks on Water toys. Uh, we'll talk about Shira, My Little Pony. No, we won't. Um, anything. If you win, throw it at us. And we'll talk about it. I'll talk about mangoes. Yeah, because we don't have enough mangoes. You know what we'll talk about without her being on the show to participate? We'll talk about Don DeRazio, if that's what you want us to talk about. For two hours plus. Just Don, 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 Don. Well, we'll create our own uh, hypothetical Don action figures. Oh, man, a whole line of Dawn action figures. It will be the, the entire Dawn D'Orazio special with zero participation from Dawn D'Orazio. Um, <laughs> so, you guys, it's the week after Christmas. What did you get? Oh, Toys! <laughs> Way too much. I'll start because I barely got anything. Because um, it just, you know, what do I need? Yeah, it went to my daughter. So you could say that I got an LOL mansion. <laughs> he man played in it. It's got a cool slide. Um, I got the classified timber and snake eyes, which is really cool. But you get them up and open them up and play with them. He's just a retooled beachhead. It's that body they're going to use for people in thermal clothing. He's got a new head and some web gear and some new weapons that are not futuristic. They're more appropriate to snake eyes. And Timber's sweet. Like, I think Timber could have been his own figure. Um, playing with him, honestly, because he's that good. But uh, he can hold a gun in his mouth. I mean, if you just want a wolf, great figure, totally worth your money. I, other than that, I just got lots of Eagle Moss statues that I bought for myself as a Christmas present for my wife <laughs> to give to me. 
and uh, I got a deal on them. They're cool, but they don't do anything. They're just little, you know, alien and predator statues. So, um, oh, and Metroid Dread, but we're not really a big video game podcast. Uh, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you. Oh, boy. Well, um, I think I'm only going to mention like half of what I got this week. and I'll Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the same. Because between the stuff I bought prior to Christmas because of random deals and whatnot, um, and then the stuff I got for Christmas and the stuff I got after Christmas, I, I've got way too much crap. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll start with the big one. The surprise is my wife got me Castle Grayskull. So I got the Origins Castle Grayskull. I had no clue that was coming. Um, I didn't even I didn't even mention that I wanted it. It was one of those things where it's like, eh, it's an $80 toy. I'm not even going to bring it up. So I'm, I'm going to interject real quick mm-hmm. because uh, the, what's really funny about that is I had had a moment where uh, it just randomly like my target, you know how the target app sends you alerts for no fucking reason. Right. <laughs> uh, I had gotten an alert that it was they had. uh Castle Grayskull in stock for shipping. Mm. And I totally had that moment of like, uh, and this was uh, like before I had used all my target circle earnings. So in my head, I'm like, I can use my target target circle earnings and send that to Mike. (laughs) I'm going to send a message to Jess and make sure she didn't get it for him already. So I sent a message to Jess and immediately got the response of, I just ordered it like five minutes ago. Should I cancel it? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. Don't cancel it. I'm just, I just wanted to, to check and see if you had gotten it or not. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but it really like that. We must have been on the same wavelength because just the fact that she, uh, she was like, I just ordered it. Right. And like I said, I had no idea because like I, I hadn't even mentioned it other than there was like, there was one time where I want to say it was a Pixel Dan review. So I was watching some review on YouTube and she happened to walk by and I was like, man, this thing is cool. Like, all that's that was it. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I, you know, she just she took it upon herself to get it. And it was a huge surprise. Um, I also got the Wind Raider, which is really freaking cool. I had no idea how big it was. Like, that thing is really sizable <laughs> uh, yeah it does look a little silly hovering above grayskull but i still love that it has that feature yeah yeah same does um, uh castle grayskull have a slide and a swimming pool it has a trap door and a, and a pretend movie theater um it has a yeah it's not that cool whatever it, it, it I, has a computer projector screen <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm gonna pretend that the uh, the the trap door uh, drops you into the pool. Yeah, um, the, the, the dungeon the dungeon pool. And Mike, you got the you got the accessory kit too, right? Yep. Yeah, that was something um, that I had sent Josh the money for because I knew I was not gonna be awake when they went on sale because I had just worked an overnight, and um, so I, I sent Josh the money. Was like, please, if you can grab me one um and you know he he was awesome enough to do that so he got that and then they were what stuck in stuck in transit for like months or something like that yeah yeah so i didn't think i was getting this until 2022 but lo and behold like two days before christmas it showed up on my doorstep um now that was awesome quick question did uh 
because I, I like basically all I did was I I opened it to just make sure like everything in there was correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just the outer shipping box, and then I was like, okay, yep, it's the mysteries of Grayskull. It's all good. Sealed it back up and sent it off to you. Uh, did it come with any sort of PowerCon exclusive trading card? You know, it came with a little package of them. I did not open those yet. I, I just wanted to make sure it did because uh, I didn't see them in there. And I know oh, okay. it was supposed to. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I saw them in there and I, I just kind of left them in the box for now. Um, but yeah, again, that's that's freaking awesome to have the space suit as an actual figure now. The uh, the cool tentacle monster coming up out of the grate. Um, I mean, the spirit of Skull is cool, but like, you know, it's just a piece of kind of translucent plastic. Um, but the figure is really what had me excited about it. Yeah, that spacesuit, finally. Yeah. Still it, waiting for mine. Because uh, I got it through the other channel um, when they initially went on sale. But yeah, um, yeah those haven't shipped. I'll say, I know, what was the other one? Was it the Horde Pack with the other exclusive? Yes. And um, Faker and his, his kitty. I forget what it was called. Replicate. Duplicat. Or duplicate. Yeah. It should have just been. Was it, isn't there a custom called Copycat? Yep. Okay. I like that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I also got uh, I got Buzz Off from, from Josh, which was awesome. Um, so I, I basically it was a big Masters of the Universe Christmas for me. My mom got me the uh, Revelations Man at Arms. <laughs> so I got him. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, there's tons of other stuff that I got, but one of the other ones I want to talk about is I got the 40k McFarlane uh, Warhammer 40k Space Marine Orc, uh, or not Space Marine, the, the uh, Warhammer Orc. It's the um, the Shooter Boys one, so he's got the big cannons, mm-hmm. and he is freaking awesome. Like he's he's as heavy as the Violator. Like it's this massive orc in like a mech suit, and uh, the joints on him are ridiculously well made like they're they they're almost hidden like they're they're normal elbow bends but the way they connect together like when the arm is straight you almost don't even see the cut and then when the arm is bent because he's got the mech suit on like pistons and stuff are moving in the back so it it all moves so fluidly it's it's really cool like i i really got to give kudos to mcfarland on this but then the one complaint i have is the backpack doesn't ever want to stay in. <laughs> it's like this this weird hollowed out chunk of plastic that you kind of like clip into a, in a into a hole on his back and it pops right back out. So it's like, come on, guys, you spent all this time making this amazing figure and then you just kind of throw in the towel on the the one accessory. Like, ah. But, oh, McFarlane. <laughs> but it's a it's a really nice looking piece. Like once you get the backpack locked in, um, which is a pain in the ass, but when you do finally get it there, it looks amazing. So I, I really want to get the uh, the Tyranid and um, the Space Marine that looks like Range Viper. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got a bunch more, but I'll, I'll save it for, for next week. <laughs> I keep hoping to see them in stores, and the only place I've seen other than like comic book shops is FYE. And FYE's prices are ridiculous now for toys, so it's like you really gotta want it to buy it from them. And yeah, um, like I really want to get the Reavers. Is the Reavers the Reavers? Mm-hmm. 
the, the uh, uh, Reapers, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the only one I've seen is the unpainted one at mm. FYE. And it's like, come on. I mean, they're going to pop up eventually somewhere. But it's just like, I want to look at them in the store before I buy them. Because yeah. I'm afraid that I'm going to get it and there's going to be like some serious pain issues. Um, and I don't want that. So Yeah, like the, um, the uh, flayed, um, what's he called? Oh, the Necron? One. Uh, the flayed Necron. Uh, went from being nowhere around me to every store, every target having like 10 of them. So, yeah, honestly, I've been really impressed with all of the, the Warhammer 40 K pieces I've gotten. I, I haven't picked up all of them. Like I didn't get the battle sister yet. Um, and I didn't get like all the repaints and all that. I mean, obviously it's McFarlane. There's going to be a hundred repaints, but the, the orc, the, um, the two Necrons, I have the flayed one and the regular Necron, the, the first Space Marine release, and um, oh, I already mentioned the Orc. All, all of those so far have been really impressive to me. My only complaints being, like, with the Space Marine, it was a hell of a task to get his weapons in his hands. And, like, once they were in his hands, they ain't coming back out. So it was very much like uh, NECA's Chrome Dome. And then, like I said, yeah. the, the, spa- uh, the Orc, the backpack sucked. So... But the flayed one and the and the regular Necron, I absolutely love. I think those are those are great figures. In fact, uh, the flayed one was almost my figure of the year. But Grimlock just beat him out for playability. <laughs> Man, that Grimlock is great. It really is. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll mention one more figure I got because we're talking about Grimlock. I got uh, Slug, which used to be what Slag. Was that his original name? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so the other Dinobot, the Studio Series 86 Dinobot, uh, nowhere near as fun as Grimlock, but still an awesome figure. The transformation was a little bit difficult for me because there's like this, and I know, Josh, you know about it, the, the weird tail piece. Yeah. So like you have to clip into place. That like was giving me a lot of trouble trying to get it to clip into place properly. Uh, once I got that, the rest of the transformation was simple. But he feels like he's got stubby arms to me. <laughs> like, I mean, he's he's cool. He, you know, he, I, I like him a lot. <clears throat> but when I once I have him posed, I'm like, he looks like he's got tiny arms. Do you have you pulled down the arms to extend them? Oh my god, I don't think I have. <laughs> That's probably why he's got tiny arm syndrome. And now well, you know, and knowing let, is half the battle. <laughs> let me know, because because I often do forget that when I'm fiddling with him. <laughs> I will have to check that out. Oh, that's funny. Woohoo. Josh, what about you? Oh, too much. Too much. Uh I guess I guess I will also start with uh the list of Masters of the Universe stuff. Uh because like uh like you had mentioned, some of the some of the things I got were from uh quote unquote from Ruth. <laughs> Uh, which means I, I ordered them and wrapped them for myself because she did have a very busy season, to be fair. Uh, so one of the things she got me was uh, Revelation Scareglow. Such a great figure. Uh, and uh, just the standard version, not, you know, not the not that exclusive one with the with the fancy day glow paint that looks like it's glowing. But, you know, I still freaking love it. Um. And I didn't think I was going to, but there's just something really cool about it. Uh, I love the slight translucency to it. Mm-hmm. I wish it. I wish it were a little more translucent, 
but I appreciate how dark they made it to really make the bones stand out. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. Thanks to Mike. I got the amazing web store and Stinkor from origins. Uh, man, I don't have a lot of childhood nostalgia for web store. I had him, but he was not one of my favorites. Uh, the, the pulley system on him is just perfect. Yep. Like, it's so stupid fun to just make him zip up. I never had a Webster that worked. You know, I I know he mine worked for a period of time, but I think he broke too quickly for him me to appreciate him. Yeah, I was always so rough with him that, like, I just had his anchor, of, like, the grappling hook. And the backpack, like, I either cut the string or the string got, like, tangled. I tied knots in it. I don't know, but it was never a functioning Webster that I could remember until now. And now I'm, like, every time I have him in my hands, I have to scoot him on the rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just so stupid fun. See, I, I uh, have a lot of nostalgic memory for Webster. So when, when I got mine, it was it was that moment of, like, transporting back to childhood. <laughs> Uh, How funny is it, Mike, that your mom bought you a man at arms for Christmas and was probably like, didn't I get this for him once before? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because she specifically asked me. She she sent me a text going like, OK, you know, I got you stuff that that I know, you know, between you and Jess, he said you need for the house. Um, but I want to get you at least one fun thing. What are some of the toys you're, that that you don't have? So, you know, I, I went to Target and I like took a few photos and I was like, honestly, any of these I would be ecstatic about. Like I showed her a few Transformers, a few Fortnite characters, Man at Arms, and even some of the the minis. And she decided to she picked Man at Arms. And one of the other ones she got me that I didn't talk about was she got me the T-Rex Megatron. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Is it the new <laughs> one or the old one? The the new one. Oh, Mike. <laughs> lucky you <laughs> it's it's pretty damn awesome <laughs> and I, I love that toy i didn't expect that at all because like you know i she asked me like what stuff do we need and like i basically put like cookware and stuff that that i knew we needed like i've been looking for a new walk um you know we've got some plates and stuff like that but like then she busted out with a 50 dollar transformer <laughs> i wasn't expecting that at all Oh, man, I love that Megatron. <laughs> yep, me too. Uh, but so, uh, and my stinkor, for the record, does stink. Uh, he definitely does not stink like patchouli. It is a different odor, but he stinks. I think uh, it, uh, w- they just bake it into the plastic, and I got like, you know, like if you're getting an edible, sometimes you don't know like how strong it's going to be. I think well, it, I just got like a weak batch. Yeah, it, the funny thing is, when I first opened it, I did the I did the thing where like I cracked the plastic a little bit and I smelled because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was expecting that whiff of patchouli nostalgia. Because uh, I do distinctly remember opening mine as a kid and like as soon as I cracked the plastic, being hit with that whiff of stinkor. You know, uh, I put mine in a paper bag. And then I put it over my mouth and held <laughs> it several times. Nothing happened. But I, I so <laughs> I cracked it. I cracked it open, and I got nothing. 
Uh, and it was that instant moment of like, oh, that's a little disappointing. But then once I pulled him out of the plastic, it was like, oh, oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, there. Oh. Oh, that's weird. Okay, yeah, he stinks. <laughs> and oh, so that's that's oh, the thing. Oh. <laughs> mine mine doesn't stink terribly, but yeah, there's definitely a smell. Yeah. Like, you know, you you hold him up to your nose and you're like, "Oh, there, yep. <laughs> it's it's there." Yeah, and it that's exactly what happened. I was like, "Let me just like hold him a little closer to my nose and see if that's what it is." Mhm. And yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I also got <laughs> thanks to Mike the um, uh, what is the is he is he acid rain? What is he uh, hero? Yeah, um, it's the acid rain slash um, oh god, uh, is it Joy Toy? I forget the name of the other company that's working with them, but but yeah, it's it's that hero figure. And oh god, I love him. There's something. I have a weakness for any figure with like a dome head and skull showing mm-hmm. uh, as should be obvious by, you know, some of my recent favorites being things like uh hero and blight and um, the Necron, like mechanical skull showing through torn flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and yeah, he's just, he, he is, he is a damn near perfect three and three fourth fig three and three fourth inch figure. Bah, I can speak. And I mean the paint job on him is outstanding. Like it, it's one of those figures that you look at the acid rain toys, they're like forty and fifty bucks for a three and three fourth inch figure, and it's hard to pull the trigger. But once you do and you look at it, it's like, okay, I see why they're charging this much. The the paint is outstanding. The articulation is outstanding. The accessories are gorgeous. Like everything works. And the paint both looks, and I mean this in a very positive way. The paint both looks and feels like it should be uh, more delicate than it is. Yeah. Like it has that almost hand painted feel to it. Mm-hmm. But it's all incredibly durable paint. Yeah, because I've I've been posing this guy all over the place. I'm I'm literally fiddling with him right now. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he's one of those ones that just kind of travels with me. Um, but I'll try and try and ramble quick because there are a few ones that I feel like need mentioning, even though they aren't necessarily Christmas. Um, I do feel the need to mention. Uh, I found the new Fortnite Dio and Siona two pack. Oh yeah, and. Holy crap. The way they've done the helmets on these two might be the most perfect way I've seen any company handle like a gridded force field helmet. And they're just fun. Like they continue they continue the trend of excellent Hasbro Fortnite figures. Uh the female is a bit more limited than the male in articulation. Uh she she's got like single elbows. But when you look at the two of them as just as a two pack for how similar they are in look, the only shared parts between the two of them are the hands. That's other than, other than that, everything on both of them is completely unique. They share hands. That's really odd. Uh, and really, I think it's only so they can share accessories, honestly. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
I can see that. Um, but they really, they really are spectacular figures. Honestly, and, the, those are two that I wasn't planning on getting until you sent me the pictures of them, and I got to see like how cool that helmet is and how cool they look out of the package. Like, although oh, keep crap. keep an eye out because I have been seeing uh, varying reports of uh, different prices across the country when people oh. find them. Uh, I've seen them. I've seen them everywhere from uh, thirty nine ninety nine up to forty seven ninety nine. Oh. That makes sense because Target always has problems when they roll out their resets. It takes them a little while for their uh, their prices to line up everywhere. Um, I paid, I think, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I think mine was uh, $42.99 for the, um, I, like, the, the shelf price was forty two ninety nine, but then I had, like, 10 bucks in Target Surf Learnings, because this was right after the holidays. And That's uh, a fair price, honestly, for what you're yeah. getting. And I just get, I thought of Starcom the minute you showed me those pictures, and I was like, oh, my God, I gotta have these. Oh, and, yeah, even, even at forty two ninety nine, I was more than happy. It was just, like, two six-inch figures with a bunch of accessories. Yeah. yeah. Uh... So yeah, that was uh I got them. Uh I also found Kingdom Slammer. Oh, I can't find that guy. Um if I if I see one again, I'll nab him for you. I have a feeling he is going to suffer from uh last wave syndrome for Kingdom. Yeah. Because uh, uh the last wave is literally just uh him and Pipes, who is a re uh retool slash repaint of Huffer. Mm-hmm. As appropriately he should be. Wait, isn't Blaster in this wave? Uh, and Blaster is uh, he? Is, well, he's a Voyager. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, um, I got where you're going from. And isn't is, Blaster coming back out again with yeah. the eco-friendly packaging? Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the final new Voyager release in Kingdom, but he's also carrying over into Legacy. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, haven't seen any sign of Blaster, but I did find Tigatron. Uh, Tigatron is uh, makes all of the improvements on the Cheetor mold that you would want. Nice. Uh, like there's there is no there's no flimsiness. There's no fear of breakage. Uh, it is more than just an upscale because there are slight changes to it, and it works. It works really well. Uh, I think I like Tigatron more than Cheetor. Oh, nice. I actually really do like the cheater mold. I hate that little that little peg that we've talked about that just breaks off. Um, and but... I feel like I feel like the uh, the plastic in his neck is very fragile, and I'm scared it will break over time. Yeah, that's a good point. the The one thing I do love though is the way the legs are. You can you can uh, keep like the cheetah legs while he's in robot mode, and it looks like he's some kind of weird like you know, satyr or something like a satyr robot. It's really cool looking. Yeah, you can do the same thing with Tiger Trump. I love that. <laughs> uh, but side, side note with Slammer, uh, I know I told you guys this in uh, the messaging, but so I found Slammer. Uh, I went completely on a whim, like day after Christmas mm-hmm. to Target, uh, expecting to see it totally decimated. And they had Slammer on the shelf. 
Uh, and I grabbed him and I got home and I excitedly went to transform him. And he is a parts former because he's a weaponizer. Mm-hmm. So I pulled them all apart and I put them together. And then I realized that he came with two right legs. And it was just that moment of like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to find him again. So I that Monday I called Hasbro. Uh, and just for for shits and giggles, because I've had them on the line, I decided I would also bring up my Rhinox with the misfired knee pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at some point, uh, either this week or next week, because I received two defective products, Hasbro is sending me a free Deluxe and a free Voyager class Transformer. Don't know who I'm getting, because uh, neither Rhinox or Slammer were in stock in their warehouse. Oh, wow. Uh, but... But hey, I'm getting two free Transformers just for calling them. Like, all I had to do was let them know uh, the parts numbers printed on the Transformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, approximately when they were bought. And my address. And they were like, yeah, we'll ship you a new one. Wait, what's the parts number on the Transformer? Uh, you can find them pretty much stamped onto any Transformer. If you look around, there are a bunch of different um Let me numbers. look at my grapple right now which isn't broken but if i ever feel like i want a free toy and i want to call hasbro and be like it's broken yeah, it's like a black stamp right yeah yeah and they'll okay, yeah i i couldn't find it at first and they totally walked me through it cool uh and then and then i had the idiotic move where i realized all of the information i had given them for the rhinox uh was incorrect because i had my old generation's rhinox in hand yeah <laughs> And I and, and I felt like an asshole, and I was like, I'm so sorry, hold on, I just gave you completely the wrong information. He was like, yeah, I did see that that's a figure from, like, five years ago. What is no. a misfired knee pin? So, uh, when they insert the, the pins into the figure, yeah. it's essentially heated, uh, so the one end can anchor itself into the other side of the plastic. Yeah. And this knee pin fired at an angle, so the oh, knee doesn't bend correctly. Got it, because it doesn't go all the way through, straight. Yeah, exactly. So okay. when you when you bend it to a certain degree, it just stops. Or so you I have, break it. So I have a... Well, I, I, having a Dremel on hand, basically just carved out a small section to a point where I was like, okay, it transforms, I'm happy. Hey, but free toys, man. But yeah, free toys. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of days later, I locked into another slammer at Target, and he is awesome. He cool. is one of the best weaponizers they've released, period. I-, I love the weaponizers. Like, I know a lot of people get pissed about parts forming and all that, but I think it's fun. Uh, the treads from his tank form a chainsaw weapon. It's so freaking cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, they, they all pop apart and form this cool little handheld chainsaw weapon. Um, <clears throat> and the last thing I'll mention, even though it's totally, totally not a Christmas thing. Uh, so every year, uh, I don't know if this has been brought up on the show or not, but I am a, I'm a Lego fanatic. Really? Um, I, I am a hardcore brickhead. <laughs> you don't say. And... Uh, I every year for at least the past five or six years uh, on January 1st, I make the trek to the Lego store to buy the new Lego creator expert modular set. 
which is a really huge, detailed, multi-level modular uh, building set. And they're always really unique builds, and they're always really interesting because they have lots of micro-builds inside, and they've got fully detailed interiors, uh, beautifully architectured exteriors. Uh, and I went there and grabbed the newest one in most of their new minifigure series, and I gotta say, LEGO has outdone themselves. Um, it There were points of this build that broke my brain. Because... <laughs> Because it puts together Lego angles that you like you look at and you're like, this shouldn't be possible. This like this shouldn't be a quote unquote legal Lego Lego connection, but because of the way the connectors line up, it is. Oh. And it's just it's it is by far one of the most unique builds that I've had in hand in a long time. Cool. Um, so bravo Lego. It's uh it is a $200 set. It is gigantic. Uh, the modulars are expensive, but worth it. Uh, because the, the part per part per price count, uh, it always lines up, uh, partially because they're not licensed. They're all original creations so they don't have to pay any licensing fees for them. So you're not paying that, like, extra Star Wars tax or, you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, extra. It's essentially, at this point, extra Disney tax. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just bravo, Lego. That's a... I didn't expect to be as impressed as I was. Cool. Well, guys, that is our massive, massive, massive show and tell because we just buy too many toys. Um, <laughs> on my vacation, I got in the car, took a little ride down to the abandoned Kmart Plaza in Niagara Falls just to kind of see what was going on, seeing what was new. Uh, you know, maybe buy some booze from Bill's Booze Barn and uh, reminisce about Pizza Hut that I can't have anymore. But... I found out that they turned some of that dead space into a community theater. So it's like a flea market. And inside that flea market, you can see stage productions of all your favorite plays. Rent, cats, but they use real cats. It's, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. I'd watch the shit out of that. Um, you know, so I thought, hey, why don't we, you know, I, I pitched them an offer and I said, hey, how about you guys give me. 2% of a ticket sales. I'll, I'll give you guys a little promotion. And uh, the 75-year-old lady who runs these productions was like, oh, what? So I, I guess, you know, we're just going to go with it, see what happens. So sit back, relax, get a little taste of some of this beautiful theater that you can only find in Niagara County on the border of the United States and Canada. You know, there might be some toxic waste under this building. Nobody knows. But enjoy it, and uh, we'll be right back. Okay, for this scene, I am going to need you both to tap into your core of emotion, darkness, torture, sadness, 
imagine you are eating the saddest peanut butter cup you've ever experienced. One that has carib chocolate and an organic peanut butter filling that just saddens the soul in a way you cannot explain, but it is akin to losing a loved one or a pet that has been with you for years because the disappointment is so great. That is what I want you to tap into for this scene. Arnold, you must coax the miracle. You, you are the miracle worker. You must coax Helen to say water by any means necessary. But remember, you must do it in a way that evokes all of those feelings. Action. This girl, she has no emotion. She cannot <laughs> She cannot hear. <laughs> I must teach her to say water. <laughs> Stop stealing my food. You look <laughs> a demon. I hope you have enough room for, for your English language because I'm going to ram it into your <laughs> stomach. <laughs> say it. <laughs> the water, damn you. <laughs> and cut. So you see the emotion conveyed was extreme. It was heartfelt and yet no water was present. There was no miracle as is the point of the story. There are no miracles. Only people who can make you believe. Also, I love peanut butter. I miss the theater. Oh. <clears throat> Mike. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew you had it in you. There was some excellent live theater. I oh, I couldn't Lord. contain myself. Going, <laughs> 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 I, I was picturing Opie from Family Guy with a... <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you guys ready for the news oh boy there is so news. much news i made a list of new stuff that was happening and then more new stuff happened so i'm going to tack it on there were a few surprise announcements that i'll start with and then i'll kind of just go into the craziness but right off the bat super seven has teased the Bionic Woman, which means probably the six million dollar man too for reaction toys. Whoa, uh, I missed that. Yeah, this missed that literally just happened. Um, so there is a Bionic Woman with her face off. Um, if you guys remember that show, um, I used to watch reruns when I was a kid. Uh, some images have leaked of the Deluxe Masters Verse Revelations Trapjaw, and this is the first one where I'm honestly impressed with it. Except his jaw is down on the toy, and he's got, like, instead of having his jaw blown off, it's, like, deformed. I think it's a case of, like, it not being painted correctly behind the jaw. Yeah, it looks odd. Um, I'll take it, though, because it's just crazy. And Trapjaw is my favorite Masters Universe character, so I'm going to be doing that. Uh, Fresh Monkey Fiction, also known as Big Bad Toy Store's in-house action figure company are making muscle cops and crooks figures. 
Uh, so the Keshi style. Uh, there's a five pack coming out in three different colorways. So painted, muscle pink, and I want to get this right. I believe it is. Da, 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 da. I just pre-ordered it, so let me just go right to Big Bad Toy Store and I'll tell you guys directly. Green uh, in that uh, slug zombie green, which is also kind of Ooh. like the other default uh, popular color. But you get Buttons McBoom Boom, Big Boss, um, Dr. Bad Vibes, Long Arm, and the main dude who's all robot. What the heck is his name? Uh, Bulletproof. So these are all really cool characters. If you're fans of the cops uh, toy line and TV show, it's on Tubi. If you ever want to just like want a fun 80s cartoon, you don't have to think too hard. Check out Cops and Crooks. Um, Also just announced. Yes. Oh, you might be covering the same thing. The penguin. But it was. uh, Oh, no, no. I was going to say it was uh, just officially announced that they're. is a legacy core class exosuit spike wick spike wit wiki coming oh what oh, wow. is there pictures or just an announcement no there are pictures and uh i gotta be honest i have the masterpiece one that came with uh bumblebee a few years back yeah uh, and i think it takes that core idea and improves on all of them what class is this uh core class so it's going to be pretty much in scale nice let me see if anything comes up in the news. Yeah, I'm pulling uh, pulling up Pos- the picture. TFW 2005. First pictures of Studio Series Core Class Exoscoot. It's not bad. That's what Spike should look like. And yeah. it's got that weird GoBot Transformer mode. Cool. I think that's uh, pretty cool. Um, all right, let me jump into the news proper. I'm going to start with McFarlane who uh, New Year's Day teased yet another Spawn figure, and this is a modification retool of the McFarlane, not the McFarlane, the Mortal Kombat uh, Spawn with proper comic book Spawn attachments, like the big boot, the leg strap, a new cape, and a cross accessory that recently was with packed in with a Batman figure. So if you missed on... The Kickstarter spawn, now's your chance to get a proper spawn action figure for retail. It's almost like a totally new figure. Yeah, of course. You know he was going to do this. It, it was just a matter of time. Uh, oh, they he showed just up. Gotta, he just kind of posed it a little differently. It's like a, it's like a totally new toy. I'm kind of bad because I probably wouldn't have gotten the Kickstarter spawn if I knew this one was coming out. Um, but whatever. Bygones are bygones. Um, I get that he's got to have a spawn out there. From the new The Batman movie that's coming out, they showed they just showed off the Penguin, which is just a fat guy with no accessories because he can't have any guns. And then Drifter Bruce Wayne, who might be one of the worst action figures I've seen in a long, long time. <laughs> it is pretty terrible. He comes hate- the motorcycle. They didn't show the motorcycle, really. They just show this weird, looks like a kid sculpted it out of, like, model magic. It looks like shit. His likeness is just awful. I hate both of these. I hate yeah. both of them. And uh, you know what um, I hate most about them that is actually getting a lot of a lot of talking about and buzz since they've been announced. What the fuck is with these expressions where they're looking to the side? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What, what are they looking at? 
What's the big secret? They're giving McFarlane the side eye. They're like, really? This is this is what you're doing with us. Okay. Are they looking at better toys? <laughs> I'm I, gonna guess so. I bought myself a uh, who does the Forge DC stuff? It's not Jazzwares. Uh, uh, Spin Masters. I bought a Spin Masters Batman. I love it. It fits in perfectly with my Fortnite toys, mm-hmm. so I can have Batman and new villains for him to fight. Now not those saying, are those are great figures. Not saying McFarlane stuff is better or worse. They're a little overpriced from Spin Masters. I feel like they should be a little bit cheaper. Um, but I can still take it out of the box, move it around. I don't have to worry about it breaking. Just saying. And none of them come with guns. Warner Brothers, I don't know why. Um, announced from McFarland is a wave of Blackest Night figures with probably the build a figure being Atrocitus. They still haven't confirmed this, but um, you get uh, Zombie Superman and Zombie Firestorm. And then along with that, um, like another Wonder Woman. It's like the two that you care about are going to be the Blackest Night Zombies. There is a Clayface coming out from McFarlane that literally looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> um, I want possible. this figure. It's it, awesome. You know what, though? It's, it, I, gotta, I gotta hand it to him, though. It's accurate to that design of Clayface. It absolutely is. And yeah. Honestly, as far as the the piece of poop thing goes, like I see him as being uh, shithead from Wanted. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and every time I see an awesome Clayface toy, I'm mad that he hasn't been a villain in a Batman movie yet. Yeah, they always go back to like the core villains and fucking Clayface. They never want to pull the trigger on him. They always try to go like uber realistic with uh, the newer Batman stuff. Salmon. Just stop. <laughs> they haven't gone out there since uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah. You know what? Mr. Freeze, Clayface, Man Bat. We want these things. Um, McFarlane's going all in on Black Adam. No pictures yet. I'd expect it to be very heavy on the rock. But in the movie, there's like uh, Dr. Fate, Hawkman, I think Red Tornado. So they're really going to be pumping out toys for that later this year. There is a Titan Joker from the Batman Arkham games coming out that looks way better than the DC Direct one. And if you kind of look around at pictures on the Internet, he's got blacklight paint on him. So if you hold him under a blacklight, his veins glow bright green, which oh, is. Oh, that's cool. Really pushes <laughs> it over the edge to me. Like that's something like when McFarlane does it right, they really do it right. Uh Figures from Endless Winter, which is a DC story I never read, but it's more Batman and Black Adam, and there's a -a Build-A-Figure, some snow guy. Uh, McFarland is putting out the DC Essentials deceased figures that didn't come out when DC Direct went out of business. These figures are like super articulated, but a little bit smaller than the McFarland stuff. They're more in scale with Marvel Legends, but they're just basic buck bodies with like a scratchy face of a superhero. So Superman's got like lazy infected zombie looks i don't like them but if you need zombie everything they're there um there is just a straight up release no wave involved for aquaman they're doing a martian manhunter they're doing a zod figure they're doing solar suit superman which is black suit superman with a beard uh neca also dumped tons of news as i predicted there's going to be an accessory set for the mummy stuff which is the sarcophagus and like a table and a a box that has like the um dick in it 
the dick in it, and there's a <laughs> scroll that um, Ardith Bay reads to kind of like reunite his lost love. Garbage. I don't know. If you're the DC Direct, not the, not the DC Direct, the Diamond Select uh, mummy figure, I don't see why you would need to get this again unless you don't. Uh, what else? I lost my place. They tease that they have the rights for Krampus for next year as a holiday release toy. There is packaging for upcoming releases of Bronx from Gargoyles. And on the back of the packaging, all the main Gargoyles are teased on there. So they're ready to go. Uh, a Predator figure that's coming out is Stoneheart Predator, which is a boss in the Concrete Jungle Predator game. Uh, that's reusing the Assassin Predator, like the bigger Predator body with some new parts and some light-up LEDs. I have most of the Predator figures. I never got the Concrete Jungle because he was just a retool primarily of the Predator figure from Aliens vs. Predator with some new parts. So I, I kind of didn't... It couldn't justify the price. Now I want to go back and get them. Um, they showed off the Neutrinos, Usagi Ojumbo. Um, and two animated, like a villain pack of a rock soldier and a turtle goon with like a bag over his head. Usagi's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So have the neutrinos, but every time I look at the neutrinos, I don't know how they're going to stand because they've got yeah. like, huge Charlie Brown heads. Um, but that's accurate to the cartoon. So hopefully they come with bases, but this is NECA. So who knows? <laughs> probably um, like buy our base pack. Probably. <laughs> Uh, Diamond Select are doing figures for Invincible. I think it's for the cartoon, but the cartoon and the comic book are very similar in art direction, so take your pick. But they have Invincible and his dad, Omni-Man. Those are coming out. Big, big dump of news from Marvel Legends because they did like one of their monthly events where they show stuff off. There is a Doctor Strange wave. In the wave, characters of note are Wong, Despair, and Sleepwalker. Uh, Wong is a long time overdue. Despair looks awesome. He's kind of a newer character. And Sleepwalker, if you're a fan of 90s comics, yeah. is a must-have. And the building <laughs> figure is some green ox guy. It is not Shuma Gareth yet. Uh, maybe he'll be a separate release. Maybe he's in the new Doctor Strange movie. I don't know. If you stayed through the credits at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, I don't know. Um... There are some Target exclusives in Robot Thor from the Civil War storyline where Thor is replaced with a robot and he kills Black Goliath. Uh, and his name is Ragnarok. There is Defender Strange with a Doctor Strange portal as an accessory. I'm only assuming that it's the multiverse version of Doctor Strange from another universe where he's a Defender instead of an Avenger. So he's got a new costume and a different facial hair. It looks really cool. Um, there is a Walmart exclusive Ulick, who is a Thor villain, who was recently exclusive to a San Diego Comic-Con set. This one has a new head and some new accessories. Uh, lately, the Marvel Legends exclusives for Walmart have been online only. They have not popped up in stores. Uh, the most recent being Compound Hulk. Never made it to retail. You could only get him online. And I never saw their exclusive, um, what the heck, uh, U.S. agent from the uh, TV series wave was only online as well. Uh, All of the 2022 Marvel Legends that are exclusive to Walgreens, once they get past the backlog of figures that were supposed to be in 2021, are going to be villains. So they showed off a more comic-accurate Baron Zemo and Jigsaw. 
the Punisher villain, um, to go in with the rest of the 20th anniversary Marvel Legends wave, there is a Hulk coming out that kind of looks like the Hulk that was the first Hulk from Marvel Legends way, way back in the 2000s. His head looks ridiculous. Uh, not in a good way. There is an X-Men wave coming out where the Build-A-Figure is Bonebreaker, who is a very, very popular um, Morlocks character that had a toy from Toy Biz where he's basically a dreadnought mohawk punk with a tank for a lower body and he's super awesome but along with him there are new characters in maggot siren darwin and vulcan uh the rest are like a new saber tooth a new wolverine shit that you've got already um i'm a big fan of the character maggot yeah i'm shocked he got a figure everybody hates him i always thought he was super cool like i loved his gimmick and the problem with X-Men is that they, when they move from like one creator to the next, they always dump one creator's new characters and just bring in the old favorites and bring in the new creator's new characters. Yep. So you never really get to stick with anything. Um, I'm just annoyed because super... I only want Bonebreaker. Knowing Marvel Legends, he's going to get like a carded release again. They've been doing that with some of the Build-A-Figures, so maybe if you wait long oh, yeah. enough, they might have like an X-Men carded wave. Um. Or you can just be an asshole, buy them, take the Build-A-Figure parts out, and return it to Walmart. <laughs> uh, or, hey, call Hasbro and say your Bonebreaker broke. Maybe they'll send you a new one. Um, Masters Universe News, Origins Wave 8 is Clawful. Anti, Attorney of He-Man, Sun Man, and the Horror Trooper. I love how Clawful has gigantic eyebrows. Yes. It's such a ridiculous part of the character that I love. Uh, for the animated line, it's all but confirmed that another season of the show's coming out. We have Prince Adam, Triclops, Stratos, Battle Cat, and Mosquitara, not Mosquitor. So now it's a woman. And I'm sure the nerds are going to be up in a tizzy about this for a character that I don't think ever had a speaking line on a cartoon ever. Yeah. I don't care as long as he has pumping blood. I'm just so, going to assume it's another of the the Mosquito race. Who cares? Like, yeah, I mean, there's the Avions, there's the... What were the bee people called? The bee I people? <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, the, the line of, you know, creatures that Buzz Off is from. But, I mean, it, we, we've shown that there's all sorts of different, like, creature races throughout Eternia, so why not? Give us yeah, some I more. mean... They did also announce the, uh, what's it, what's the jigger? The, uh, Manny Faces and Stratos. Yes. Uh, and the fact that that, uh, that Beastman is a deluxe. Okay, so that new packaging style might just be for deluxes. I don't know. I'm buying it either way. That's the open play with me feature. Um, you know, if the only complaint I could make about Mosquitara, if they wanted to be super true to it, there's tons of Shira characters they could have brought in that would be just as fun. If they wanted to keep the fans happy, they could have done Double Trouble, um, Scorpia, whatever. But I'm totally cool with Mosquitara. Uh, and the last news that I've got for you guys is that Walmart, because Hasbro is moving away from three and three quarters again, for whatever reason, uh, or they decided they weren't going to do the O-ring style that Walmart was going to depend on, they are going to be releasing classics, not classics, classified characters on retro card backs. 
Supposedly, the first two out the door are Lady J and Baroness. Baroness previously only available as a Target exclusive with the motorcycle. So this would be your chance to get her again. And Lady J, I guess, I don't know why. I mean, people will buy it because they buy everything G.I. Joe. Um, but Baroness, I, I think, like, would be with the big seller um, or a troop builder. But those are coming to Walmart, supposedly. Take that with a grain of salt. There's no pictures yet, but these rumors tend to be true. Uh, they found listings in the Walmart system with prices that would indicate a retro card back, six-inch scale, classified G.I. Joe. So take that for what it's worth. That's the news. I'm sure I could click on any toy site again, and there's more news, but that's what you get for this week. Are you guys ready for some more community theater? Because who doesn't love community theater? Yes! Indeed. I love seeing dance interpretations of Animal Farm. Or, like, Our Town brought to you by three-year-olds. You know, like, just go crazy. And these are theater jokes that one person in the audience is going to laugh at. So, I apologize. But, you ready to hear another little sampling of what you could get? If you just take some time out of your day on a Friday or Saturday night, don't go to the movies. Go to community theater. And you don't have to worry about social distancing because there it's an empty Kmart. You can sit 50 feet away from everybody. You'll be fine. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy this little sample. Hmm. Okay, for this scene, I need you to both remember you're going to be joined by a third member of this dreadful troop halfway through portraying the frightening Captain Hook. Don't know why we're doing this drivel. Uh, where's my mark? Uh, where, where, where's our camera? Mr. Orson? 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 Mr. Wells? You're going to do the Orson? scene. Orson? Mr. Wells? Mr. Wells? Orson? Were, were those aliens real? You're going to do the scene. You're going to shut up. Okay. I've drunk too much wine to be talked to by a child, and it's not in my contract to interact with the actors. I give you direction, and you take that direction. I watch, and I drink. I contemplate my life's mistakes, and you all act Peter Pan with the intensity of a group a five-year-old's left to die in the sun. Action. Peter Pan. Uh, 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 I'm a little girl named, named Wendy, and uh, you float into my window, Mr. Pan. Please take me to uh, Neverland. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm Peter Pan. I flew in your window because I'm a magic little boy. <laughs> and I'm going to take you all the way to Neverland. And when we get there, we're going to go into a tree. Just you and me. We're going to be in there like two amazing little boys hiding in a tree. I mean, a little boy and a little girl because we're both little, little boys 
in a tree. You're going to come with me and we're going to shot my own fly all the way to Never Never Land. It's the second star of the ride. First, first star till morning. Straight on. <laughs> it don't matter if you're black or white as long as you're just a little boy with Michael Jackson. I mean, Peter Pan. What? Uh, this, this pixie dust from your little friend here? I, I just snort it? That's right. You just put it in your nose like a magical Wendy bird do. And then we fly all the way to Never Neverland. And oh my God, look, it's Shamal, it's Captain Hook. I, 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 I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing here. I've, I've got a hook for a hand, but I'm a pirate, but I've got a triangle hat. And, and and I've got a puffy shirt. Do am I gay? Am I a gay pirate? Is the hook a sex toy? I I, I don't understand. What the fuck is going on here? And end scene. <laughs> you know, I was going to say cat, but I realized I'm six bottles of Paul Masonian. And I don't give a shit what happens on stage anymore. I'm going to go home and fall asleep in my tub after I eat two steaks. (laughs) (laughs) Eat two steaks and fall asleep. (laughs) I I came back and just heard all of this, and I was I was so glad I was on mute. Oh my god. Oh, oh, community theater. Indeed. I've been a part of awful community theater. (laughs) I'm not at all surprised. I actually remember seeing uh, the Hardy Boys thing that you did with with Bomb. Oh, yes, yes. See, that was fun, though. That was uh, that was actually good. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was that was a good play. I, I enjoyed that. Oh man, fun fun side note that uh, our listeners might enjoy. So once upon a time, as Mike mentioned, I was in a production of The Hardy Boys uh, and The Mystery of the Haunted House. Uh, and the actor we had playing one of the villains at one point was supposed to open up this chest and see a bunch of money and exclaim, Oh, pay dirt. He had no concept of the phrase pay dirt. So I have a distinct remember, uh, distinct remembrance of a rehearsal that went on to excruciating amounts of time. That was a back and forth of, hey, dirt. Hey, dirt. (laughs) And the director just, no, no, cut, Jackson. It's pay dirt. Pay dirt. It's like you just found something. It's like it, it's it's pay dirt. You just found something juicy. You don't put the emphasis on dirt. Oh, okay, I got you. Hey, dirt. <laughs> hey, dirt. Jackson, cut. No, do not put the emphasis on dirt. This is you're you're excited about this. This is like you just found you just found money. You're made. You're set. You're good. Pay dirt. 
Like, he even gave him the reading. He was just like, ah, painters. Like, oh, okay, okay. I, I understand. I understand. Hey, dirt. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, it was painful. And it just went on and on and on to the point where, if, if I recall correctly, the director was finally just like, you know what? Just be excited and be like, yeah. <laughs> because it didn't matter how much explaining he did. Like he just, he would change the emphasis around and it was at least a solid 15 minutes of changing the emphasis of like, Oh no, I, I got you. I understand. I understand. Hey, dirt. <laughs> hey, dirt. Uh, so that That's... is my own, my own wonderful community, even though it was a college production. Uh, it, it's still, you know, oof. That is Oof. painful. Yeah, it was. Now, let me get this right. Community theater, you're not making a dime. This is a hobby. This is correct. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, most of the most of the money made from uh, community theater tickets uh, go to the theater company to cover, like, cost of production, sets, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, supplies. Light bulbs. Uh, paying rights for the show if necessary. So, beyond community theater, and I'm either calling this episode Paydirt or community theater. I'm sure something better is going to come up. Pay, pay dirt. Um, let's have a discussion, guys. Mike brought this up. He's been wanting to talk about it for a long time, and it always gets pushed aside. Play patterns and toys, meaning... Yes. Do you like action features? Do you like small sizes? Do you like building blocks? Do you like toy turns from one thing to another thing? What are your favorite play patterns when you're collecting a line? Well, um, for Mike, me, this is your baby. Yeah, it's it, the, the main feature is always going to be articulation. I don't know if you'd count that as a play pattern, but that's always going to be the main draw for me. It is. Uh, uh, articulation definitely is yeah. a play pattern, though. That's that's one of those things that as a, even as a kid, I remember I loved, you know, my Star Wars figures. I loved my my Fisher Price adventure people. Then I got G.I. Joe and it was like, oh, oh, this is way more fun. Um, so everything kind of got held up to that G.I. Joe lens. And even though I got into other toys over the years, like, you know, I was really into the Ninja Turtles. I got really into the Toy Biz X-Men. It was always the figures that had the most posability that were my favorites. Um, so uh, articulation is definitely top on the list. But my favorite, I guess, feature um, or action feature would be the pop and swap ability. Any toy line that allows you to mix and match parts is always going to be up there for me. So like as a kid, I absolutely adored Stariors for that very reason that you could take the parts off. You could swap them around, build your own robots. Um, you know, same thing with like when uh, you guys remember Zivas, right? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I adored that line for that very reason. You know, it was it was a bunch of cool monsters and robots and military characters that you could just change all the parts around even the ninja turtles got into it with like the uh were they the mutations or whatever where you could take off different arms and pop them onto other figures and 
it was a lot of fun. That that's always been a high point for me. This is one of the reasons that I love the Masters of the Universe Origins so much. Is like, yeah, they are figures that are basically updated figures of characters I had as a kid, but you could change all their parts around. So, and one of the fun parts about that for me, especially with a barbarian line like He Man, is you can chop their limbs off. You could totally go like Black Knight from Monty Python and just pop arms and legs off. It's fantastic. You know, I can't emphasize this enough. The Masters Universe Origins toy line is amazing. They almost get everything right. But the problem yeah. with the swap, the pop and swap is that everybody's got such a drastically different skin tone that they always look weird. Oh, yeah. Um. But and the see, only other complaint I'd have about it is their price point problem sometimes. But, um, Mike, continue. I say, see, the, the drastically uh, different skin tones almost works for the pop and swap idea. Because, you know, you could almost do it like, you know, it's a Frankenstein type thing. Where it's like they lost their arm and now it's it's replaced with this other <laughs> this other warrior's arm. Yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah. There's always a way to make it work in the play pattern. And, and I just, I love that. Um, it also like it was great about vintage GI Joes. Yeah, because you could take and them that, apart with the screw. Yeah, and you could like this guy's gonna get a vest and he's gonna have exposed arms and a gun bandolier leg thing, and then it worked better with GI Joes because they were a little more compatible with all the parts because you'd have just the shirt, yeah, just the pants. Whereas He Man, they're always naked. Yeah. <laughs> So it's always some kind of weird Frankenstein thing. See, now with G.I. Joe, I actually had um, for years, my buddy Jeff and I, we had had created this like ongoing storyline with our G.I. Joes. And and we both had like main characters that were like our avatar character. And for me, it was Track Viper from the Hiss 2. Yeah. Um, I absolutely loved that figure. But as we we played like and we played this from like fourth grade to like the start of sixth grade. So like every time we hung out, we played with our G.I. Joes and we continued the story for further. And um, his was Night Creeper. Mine was Track Viper. And what we did was we would get random parts from, you know, garage sales or like other, you know, we trade figures with people. We would take them apart and make new suits for the characters. So like that track Viper head got moved around to a lot of different Frankenstein bodies. And I think to this day he's in my basement and like I have a bin of G.I. Joe parts. I want to say my my Frankenstein track Viper is down there with a Cobra bat chest and like one of the arms. And so he's got like he's like part bionic at this point. <laughs> so the storyline progressed in weird ways. <laughs> My avatar was uh, Tunnel Rat. Mm-hmm. Tunnel Rat with Gung Ho 3's body, where he had like a green open shirt with a bullet yep. bandolier across his chest, and then Salvo's legs, which had more <sighs> bullets on him. So he was covered in bullets. In my mind, that's awesome because he's ready to kill you constantly. In practicality, it's ridiculous because he's just a walking, jingling mess. Yep. But that's who I used as a kid. I, I have to quickly point something out here with the, the bandoliers of bullets and all that. It never occurred to me as a child how how dangerous this would be for like practical use until my brother, he and I were playing this, this G.I. Joe game and I had just gotten Target that, uh, you know, the guy with the jetpack 
and he's got the the grenade bandolier around his waist. Yes. I loved that figure. And like he was I was having him do like dive bombing runs in the jetpack on my brother's char- characters. And he just he had low light, you know, the sniper. He had him shoot the grenade. And it was like, your, your guy is dead. He blew him in half. Like, I was like, oh, oh, God. Like, and then, like, every character I got from then on who had grenades like that, like Darklon, he has a, a series of grenades all around his leg. <laughs> his leg was, is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I would always, ever, like, it was just burned into my memory from that point on. So every figure I got, and especially when you got to Neon Joe territory, where they just had grenades on top of grenades because it was the early 90s and everyone was doing that. Um, they had pouches that went nowhere. You know? like, yeah. And I was like, I would see these guys. I'm like, oh, he would die. That guy would die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. Yep. <laughs> but what about you guys? What, what are your favorite play patterns? You know, I was thinking a lot about this. It's not a play pattern. It's a play pattern. Everything's a play pattern. I like having a bunch of stuff in the same scale. Oh, yeah. So I don't have... I don't like getting into a new toy line, having it be its own creature, and then being stuck with six guys to play with. Yeah. So, like, He-Man and Ninja Turtles could play together because they're all the same size. Uh, A lot of stuff from the early 80s had that Star Wars size in mind. So they could all play together. And that moved to G.I. Joe. So you could have adjacent lines play. So it's like if you this is a problem when I had that I was when I was a kid, Terminator 2 comes out. You get Terminator mm. 2 toys with literally two characters. Yeah. Or three. And you desperately want them to play with your G.I. Joe's. Later on, when Terminator whatever the Christian Bell one is, those Playmates toys come out and then they make a G.I. Joe scale endoskeleton mm-hmm. and in my mind it's like why didn't this happen when i was a kid so i could have my future war that i desperately wanted when i was playing same thing with like aliens and predator toys see yeah. i didn't i didn't mind the the terminators aliens or predators being towering over the yeah I'm, I'm fourth inch i'm with you on this one i i used a lot of my mutant or robot characters as just monsters so I was cool with them being bigger. The only time I had a problem with it was when I had like a human character that I really liked that was way bigger than my G.I. Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was fine with the Predators and the aliens because they're bigger in the movies, mm-hmm. uh, not the endoskeletons. That one was always bugged the hell out of me because then you're stuck with Range Viper. Who, <laughs> eh, he's like the, you know, you got Terminator at home. Um. <laughs> I love pop and swap. I love small toys because you can get a lot in a tiny space. Yeah. And then you can also get vehicles. Um, I love the concept of transforming, but I still break stuff constantly. So <laughs> it's sort of like the bait of my existence. Like, cool robots. They turn into cars. I don't want to have to take 25 minutes to properly transform from car to robot to keep playing. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, Starscream is going to turn into a jet and fly and then turn back into a robot land. But I have to sit there and like, what is, wait, hold on. And I bent, oh, it's broken. You know? <laughs> so. I'm just picturing that guy from South Park and it's gone. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it's like when I play with Transformers. So like, this bends this way, right? Snap. Um, and we're just going to turn this piece here, turn this piece here, and it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just whine in the basement. Mom! <laughs> You want to you want to see me transform the transformer into a kitty cat? I can make the robot into a pretty kitty cat. We just trick the legs, turn them around like this, turn them around like this, and it's broken. <laughs> oh, by by the way, I, I know this is a side tangent, but Josh, I referred to uh, Shadow Panther as kitty tits in front of my wife, <laughs> and she lost her mind laughing. She was like, "What did you just call him?" And I held him up. So she saw that, like, the cat face on his chest. I was like, kitty tits. She she thought that was the fun. I was like, I can't take credit for it. Josh was calling the other one. Does, oh. does Shadow Panther have strictly the mutant head? The, the weird, like, metal thing? Yeah. Okay. Because he was a re-release of Cheetor back in the day, and they had two heads. They had, like, the mask up mask, or, like, you turn the head, and it would be, like, the mutant monster head. And that was yeah. like that was Shadow Panther's head. So I wasn't sure what they did. Yeah, it's just uh just a full full remold head. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh Josh, what about your play patterns? See, mine I uh, mine sort of went two hand in hand. I do I will agree that to a degree I liked a lot of the core characters to be in a similar scale. Uh so I wouldn't necessarily always do crossover but there were always like the hulking characters oh yeah because i did mix gi joe with star wars with he-man with ninja turtles uh and so many of the like the hulking characters like he-man and ninja turtles and later on x-men and like different toy biz and stuff like that they just became the bigger bulkier monsters or genetic experiments Mm-hmm. Um, but two of the things that I that I did frequently was uh, I did do a degree of pop and swap because uh, whenever I played, uh, I would essentially just continue the same villainous organization. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that I ever had a specific name for it. It was just an evil group of villains hellbent on destroying the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was always those same group of villains, but they'd always get like blown up or destroyed in some terrible way at the end of the play pattern for that story uh, and then reworked into a cyborg or something later on like with parts of the original incorporated into a bigger fatter version of the villain that comes back <laughs> uh, and that that was a frequent play pattern was the rebuilding of the villain to come back in a stronger way uh, but the other thing I, I used to do is I, I was always a big fan of play sets mm-hmm. um, and having some sort of play environment. Um, but I didn't have a lot of play sets uh, when I eventually did. You didn't need got... play sets because you had a turnia. Well, I didn't. <laughs> hey, you can you can make fun <laughs> of me for that. But I absolutely hit a point where my father made me sell Eternia. So, oh, that's brutal. Um, I thought you said it was still in your mom's basement. No, no, definitely not. All of my, uh, that's, uh, there's the 2000X Gray Skull down there. Okay. 
but any of my uh I have a few childhood Motu figures, but when Ninja Turtles hit, uh it was within the first few Ninja Turtles that I was gifted that my dad was point blank like you're selling all the Masters of the Universe crap, period. It's going now. You've started another toy line, it's gone. All of it. What so, uh so thanks for the painful memory. <laughs> uh, no, no, but see, but seriously, it was it was very much a foot down moment where he was like, "You have too many toys. You're not starting another toy line. All of the Masters of the Universe go. You've already started a new toy line, so it's all going." I get you're that because I my daughter has just so much shit that we have to get rid of stuff because there's just no room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like looking looking back, I totally do get it to a degree, especially with the amount of gigantic playsets Masters had. Oh yeah. But um but yeah, no, like there there was a point where I uh God, I think one of my sister's friends was uh having a garage sale of all of his G.I. Joe stuff and he had the terror drone. Oh, I love that. Uh so I was able to get the terror drone and that was kind of my first foray into three and three fourth inch playsets. Because uh, it wasn't long, it wasn't long after I was forced to sell all of that, and I was just like, "That's big enough that it could work for a larger scale figure too." Man, I you wanna, know, I want to place it. <laughs> the Terradrome, <laughs> like such a great playset. Only if you have all the accessories for it, because once you start losing stuff, it sucks. But I would, I would always do this thing where I would build this. I would take like a core piece of a playset. Yeah. Um, and I would use the old school constructs building system. I love the, those things. Like the, the knots and girders and panels. Mm-hmm. And I would build up a huge section of base around it with very specific structural weaknesses built in. So I could remove like two pieces and the entire thing would collapse in like a big explosion that destroyed the villain base. That's awesome. What so, about oh, so a consistent sorry. play pattern of mine was absolutely like building a big villain base with intent to destroy it. <laughs> you know it's a play pattern I hate missile launchers. Yeah. See now I'm torn because missile launchers on vehicles I've had a lot of fun with. Depending on how you know, if it's not built or like if it's not one of those giant nerf blasters like they put in the new Star Wars stuff. But like the for perfect example, the G.I. Joe Earth, the Cobra Earthquake. It's okay. got the, the mortar tubes on the back and you drop the little mortar in and it freaking fires halfway across the room. And those things were hard plastic like you could easily put out an eye with those things. <laughs> I'm more referring to the neon tail end of G.I. Joe where. They moved away from individual weapons for characters. They went to yeah, the weapon the, rack, the weapon stocks, like Ninja Turtle style, and everybody had an oversized missile launcher. That now, was their selling point, and it made me crazy. See, now here, here's the thing: like I use those for like not like carry them around weapons. I use those for like artillery. So, like, they would set it up, like, on the back of a Jeep and, and use that as a missile launcher to, like, attack another, you know, another bad guy or something. But there were some of those that I absolutely, absolutely loved 
like um i want to say that it was the it was gristle the one the late Dreadnought or Headman character. I forget. He was like the weapons runner, I think, for Headman. He had the eye patch and the ponytail. Oh, um, yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah. I think his <laughs> name was wait, Gristle. Wait, 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 wait. So we're talking about our, our avatars as G.I. Joes. So, <laughs> I know where this is going. Unlike you guys, I played with G.I. Joes well into my teens, secretly. Oh, I, I did too, actually. So Same. as my hair got longer, my look changed and there were no long haired GI Joes to speak of except for two buzzer, but he had, he didn't have the ball neck. The GI Joe had, he had the old style that was a twist. So you really couldn't pop and swap the head. But then there was gristle <laughs> who had this like weird mutton chops going on sunglasses, yeah. which I guess I had glasses. So that was like the substitute and a top knot. And this shit eating grin, and then I put his head on Chuckles' body. <laughs> I'm looking at him right now, and it's uh that absolutely is the figure I was thinking of. Cause his missile launcher is like this I don't even know how to describe it, but it's something that like he you would hold on to at one end and then it would clip onto the upper arm. So it would basically be like it almost looked like rumbles uh like ground pounder things from transformers i know exactly what you're talking about and a lot of guys a lot of the street fighter gi joes came with those yes now see i loved that one because it was almost like a bionic arm and i would use that as like an exoskeleton thing that was just i would wouldn't put the missile in it i would just use it as a means to like pummel other characters so yeah i'm with you here and some of them worked some of them like a character like a heat viper Mm-hmm. Of course, he would have a gigantic missile launcher flame throwing thingy. Yeah. Or like the Toxo Vipers would have like, oh, I guess they'd have squirt gun backpack things. Yeah. But then there's other characters like, why does Flint have a like everybody has a missile launcher? How about right. like a shotgun? No. And, OK. You know, like, and see, that's the thing. Some of those missile launchers were garbage. I, I will give you that. But. I don't know, like even some of the newer ones, like with the uh, the Rise of Cobra, that a lot of those came with those big missile launchers. Some of those missile launchers were big enough that they almost worked as like a vehicle. <laughs> some yeah, but others had like double features. So you had like the doctor, his was like a claw. Mm-hmm. One of the guys had it was a grappling launcher. Yeah. One of the ninjas. So it's like that made sense to me. It didn't work back in the 90s because there was a long stalk that would prevent it from being a proper grappling because it would just shoot and go flying and it wouldn't you couldn't like latch it onto a bookshelf like you wanted to when you were a kid. Yeah. Um, but that always bugged me because that was like the big change. Like, other than the neon colors was like, we all have missiles now and everybody's got the same crappy guns. And they weren't <laughs> even real. They weren't even cool guns. It was just like random like that weird triangle sword. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, why? why? Why do we have these shitty guns? One of them was like, they could never hold on to it properly. I don't know. I'm, I'm an old grunt, you know, a grouchy old man. But uh, <laughs> also the 90s extreme posing oh, of yeah. like everybody's clothes is torn. We all have ripping muscle, rippling muscles. Everybody like limited articulation huge boots. weird bent knee yeah like 
the Rob Letfield. Weird, weird single bent knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? You know, uh, there's some figures that it's like, what the hell? What? What is this? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and like, 90s nostalgia is a big thing right now. Like, I on vacation i went to the mall and there's all these kids that like the alternative look is back again like when we were kids the hippie look was in Mm -hmm. for a little while and it's like all these kids i want to tell them and sit them down like look listen junior you're doing it wrong (laughs) like your torn jeans torn jeans aren't you cut a square on the knee of your pants it's not how it works (laughs) you've got to actually tear them the old school way you know and like this uh you do have you heard a motley crew song Motley Crue was an alternative, dipshit. Go get a Nirvana t-shirt. You know, or like, <laughs> listen to some Green Jelly. <laughs> like, go find a, you have to find an obscure band t-shirt and wear it around and pretend you're cool. You can't go to, tar- like, to Target or Hot Topic and buy, whatever. Um, <laughs> I little side note, I saw a video of a, uh, of an elementary, or no, I'm sorry, a middle school teacher who was going around and asking all of her students, have you ever heard a song by the uh, of the, be- the of the band that's on your shirt? And like they were like, wait, that's a band. Like, and it was like Nirvana, Motley Crue, uh, Rolling Stone. <laughs> like yeah. they just didn't know. I'm like, ah. I was guilty of that old. as a kid because I had a Grateful Dead T-shirt that I wore everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I never listened to Grateful Dead once. I mean, eh, I'm not a Dead fan personally, but there's a couple good songs. I just yeah. like the Skull. Yeah, that was it. It was like it was a hand-me-down. I didn't have cool clothes, so I just wore that everywhere until there was literal <laughs> holes in it. You know what I mean? So it was like I had a Marlboro Man T-shirt that looked cool because it was black and white that mm-hmm. I wore everywhere. I didn't smoke cigarettes. I was nine years old. My mom got it in a carton of smokes. <laughs> like, I just, I just uh, wore it because I didn't have cool clothes. <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> this is before I started to save my money and buy T-shirts off the back of Fangoria magazine. But... Uh, yeah. What about um all right, so Mike, you love everything. <laughs> I do. Like G.I. Joe Extreme. Do you like G.I. Joe Extreme? I do not. Um that's actually the one like the one era of toy collecting that almost got me out of toys altogether. Where I because I was I was pretty heavy into comic books at that point anyway, and I was I was playing a lot of video games. Um, but yeah, the, the like extreme posed, like only cuts at the, the shoulders and thighs and head and the articulation didn't make sense because it was like that statue pose first or like, well, the McFarlane way, the pose first articulation next or second that drove me crazy. You know what? Um, I, this happened in GI Joe extreme and I hate it when they do this in toy lines action features that hinder posability yes like a guy who has an uppercut punch but Mm -hmm. he's permanently raising his hand yep unless you break the spring and then he just has a floppy arm i freaking hate that i also hate uh like wind up features in a figure where it's like you know one part of them is always going to be stuck because it's a wind-up feature. So, like, as much fun as I had with, like, the Ninja Turtles, like, wacky wind-up characters, they never really got any play other than the Mauser. Because yeah. all of them were just like, oh, look, you know, I wind them up, and then they move around, and their their one arm is stuck like that. 
Um, well, actually, Raphael got some play, too, because really it was just a back thing that he would spin around on. You know, it was a great play feature in Ninja Turtles was the battle shells. Yes. yes. I love those. I, and, like, it made no sense that they have, like, no chest cavity and they put weapons inside. But I just thought it was the funnest thing when I was a kid. Oh, you yeah. know, the the only thing that. Uh, well, I can appreciate everything that McFarlane has done for the toy community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can agree with Mike on there. There was definitely a period that heavily oh, almost pushed me out of toys. Uh, and it was right around that same time. And I firmly blame it on McFarlane and his statue action figures. Yep. Uh, because there, there are certain things that, well, I appreciate at its core, it's a plastic toy. Yes. Uh, statues do not belong in the toy aisle. You know, and, and there were, there were lots of lines for a long time that, uh, Regardless of my own feelings on them, I don't feel like they belong in the toy aisle clogging up shelves uh, when they were literally unarticulated statues. Things like Star Wars Unleashed. Yep. Which, even that, like, makes absolutely no sense the direction they went with it, where halfway through the line they were just like, it's all miniatures now. Yeah, Yeah, that was just a waste. Hey, Hasbro, like, we know you're listening. Bring it back. <laughs> God, no. I, I, I won't lie. There were some amazing releases in that. I loved the Palpatine. Yeah. Um, the, I the Boba was it connected was really together. Nice. Boba Fett was sweet. Obi-Wan yeah. and Anakin fighting each other was nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there, there were some really solid display pieces, but they should have been sold as display pieces. Yeah, and I yeah. feel the same way with the... Um, the experiments releases that they did uh what was it during last jedi when it was basically like the same thing it was a statue with like a little light up diorama yeah uh, great in concept but it's not a toy it's a statue yeah and that's the the hasbro marketing team it's been in place or whatever the hasbro star wars team since the new movies that just doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I think we could all agree three and three quarter sized figures are an amazing four. Three and three fourth inch play three and three fourth inches king. Yes. Yeah. I, I think for me, my next favorite would be like the the mega construct slash star starcom scale, where it's like the what is that like about two inch somewhere around there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I especially when they're they're nicely articulated. Like Starcom was always well articulated. Uh, the Mega Constructs figures are wonderfully articulated because they're basically like mini GI Joes at this point. Um, I always liked that too because, like you said, Mike, that you can get vehicles and you could get them on the cheap. Like I know for me as a kid, I could get GI Joe figures. You know that was a pretty regular thing. Like oh, you had a good report card or whatever. Like I could go get a GI Joe. Yeah. The vehicles were hard sells. Those were, and I had, I had quite a few of them, but those were like strictly Christmas birthday. You know, um, I had, I got a a money from a birthday or or Christmas and I went and bought one. Vehicles were like, you save your allowance, you mow lawns. Yes. You want rolling thunder? You've got all summer (laughs) to save up money. Well, see, and that was the other thing. I also had to convince my parents on the space. 
because like I wanted Rolling Thunder and they were like, no, it's too big. Like the biggest G.I. Joe vehicle I had was the uh, the Night Raven. And I honestly think that was just because for whatever reason, my dad just really wanted to surprise me with a toy. And it was it's still to this day. It's like one of my favorite memories from G.I. Joe is, is my dad surprising me with that out of nowhere uh, because I was drooling over it in the toy store one day. And then like a week later, boom, it's sitting in my living room. Um, you you got to convince your parents, Mike, go back in time, get your time machine. <laughs> You have to convince them that you need the nuclear missiles that are on the Rolling Thunder mm-hmm. to kill the hordes of zombies. Dude, I can't tell you how many times me and my friend Tim played that because <laughs> he he had it and he had like a playroom in his attic and we would do like the zombie storyline and drop a nuke on him. But yeah, like the, the G.I. Joe's it was very hard sell. Same thing with Ninja Turtles. Like I only had a handful of the vehicles, um, but Starcom. Wind or Air Raiders, um, those kind of like the smaller characters, I had quite a few of those vehicles. Like I had a bunch of Starcom and and I had a lot of the Air Raiders, like the smaller vehicles that they had. So that was that was an easier sell because, you know, one Starcom ship takes up about half the space as like a G.I. Joe Jeep. So. I did like the littler figures, too. Yeah, you know. I'll close this out with two thoughts. Another play feature that I love is combable hair and fruity scents, like <laughs> little brushes. And a play feature I hate, I hate homemade toys that people sell on like Etsy. And like, <laughs> oh, look at my thing. It glows in the dark. It's a spider head. Ooh. I'm busting your chops, Josh. Oh, <laughs> um you just had to you just had to say that in the moment that i just popped something in my mouth (laughs) i love that shit i love homebrew toys um i good god i almost spent a bunch of money on stuff and i had to stop myself because i was like nope don't need more stuff right now um I draw the line. It's such a stupid thing, and I, I'm sure I'll get one and I'll change my mind. But if somebody three 3D prints their own stuff, I don't want to pay them for it because I feel like I can 3D print this. Why would I pay you for it? Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to realize that there's such different levels. Like my 3D printer is like a lawnmower compared to somebody's Ferrari, where yeah. you're getting high quality plastic that's been painted and. Um, what stopped me? I'm not going to like call anybody out on what the toy was, but it had this like late 90s, early 2000 extreme style of exaggerated facial features. Mm-hmm. And I was that's that's was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I, I never liked that. Um, if you can think of like freakazoid of that, like one eye is really big, one eye is really tiny. <laughs> like, yep, everything had that. And I was like, too much, too much. I'm good. The extreme um, differences. All right. That is our ramble into every toy line. G.I. Joe Ninja Turtles, Masters of the Universe, everything except for Lego, uh, which is its own animal. And everybody loves Lego, so we don't have to mention that. Um, and I'm sure most, as most kids experienced Lego, especially as a kid, Lego was a very specialty item because it was all expensive. Oh, yeah. 
Oddly, Lego hasn't gotten more expensive. Yeah. Or I've no. gotten more money and it doesn't seem as expensive? No, comparatively speaking, it's it's gone through uh, the least amount of inflation. Uh, and according to money analysts, uh, some Lego sets are a better investment than gold. I saw that. <laughs> uh, they ain't joking. I bought... For my daughter for Christmas, when she was like one, I found some Lego Girls princess sets on clearance at a Walmart for like nothing. And I was like, she's a girl. She's going to want these at some point. And then right before Christmas, she declared really loudly, princesses are dumb. I don't like princesses. And I was like, motherfucker. I've got like Cinderella's Castle's Lego playset. That I bought and it's awesome and you don't want Legos and she, you know she wants like the cool Legos, not the little girl princess Legos. Um, so I put it up on Facebook Marketplace and it lasted less than five hours. It disappeared with people like, "I'll pay you right now. I'll come get it because it's Legos." And it's not people flipping it; they just love those sets. Yep. So um, it's true. It if, is absolutely true. If you you got the money and you got the space and you want to take the risk. Get some Legos and sit on them for like five years and make some money. Um, but toys are a funny game. You know, there's no guarantee of anything. Uh, so you might have like this amazing Lego set that's worth a ton of money right now. Or you might have some piece of shit that's still at stores. So uh, it's kind of a gamble of what's going to be popular and what's not. Um Hell, most of the modulars I have sell for stupid amounts of money. Oh, you know, that's what I was going to ask you. I was looking at the Haunted House modular. Different from the Lego Monsters Haunted House that I have. And all the pieces are in a bucket now because my daughter played with it and tore it apart. There's the modular Haunted House that's just like an attraction Haunted House. Do you have that? Oh, is that the one with the, uh, the ride? Yes, and there's a guy in a wheelchair. Hold on, I'm going to have to look this up. It's it's the one with, like, the drop ride in the center of it, right? Probably. I don't, how many haunted houses could Lego make? They got a couple, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's new, and it's at the Lego store. Yeah. I'm I'm going to guess it's that one, but I'm I'm pulling up a, a picture just, to be, it's just like to be sure. The box has people lining up to go inside. Oh hey, yeah! I somehow didn't even realize that one had a uh, had a guy in a wheelchair with it. Okay. Um, yeah, it is. It's meant to be. It's not actually a modular. It uh, could be rebuilt into one. Yeah. Um, it is one I've eyed several times just because I I really do like. It has a lot of the similar build styles as modulars, in that it has like really overly detailed interior sections. Uh, but the whole idea is that it's a drop ride, and it actually functions as a drop ride. So even if you don't have one of the motors, there's a little crank where you can pull the cart up the center shaft, and once it hits a certain point, it just drops. So, in theory, hear me out. Like what you have and like what many LEGO collectors have, you could have an entire modular LEGO town in your house that your cat sleeps in. Yes. And, and or you could have an amusement park town like a Salem, Massachusetts, where 
there's like go to the wax museum go to the haunted house it's a drop ride like a halloween horror nights and universal kind of thing you could also build that out of legos oh absolutely okay thank you for that i don't have enough money to do that but that's awesome it's it's dangerous it's a dangerous thing um just like i don't have enough money to go all in on transformers i don't have enough money to go all in on legos and man, Lego Lego does a super super dangerous thing where you can join their VIP program for free. Yeah. Uh, and then you earn your rewards points for every purchase you make, and they have certain like double VIP points days and certain things where you can like get double points on certain new releases. Uh, so essentially, as soon as you buy something with your Lego VIP account, you have free Lego money to spend the next time you go in. Which just entices you to go buy more. Yeah, I had a brief period of time, probably about a year and a half, where I was getting all the Lord of the Rings sets and all the monster sets with my wife. And we would build them together. It was like a fun thing to do. But then once we had my daughter, we had to put it all away because she was putting pieces in her mouth. And we left the built sets out. Um, The only set that I kept, and it's on a mantle in my basement, is the Black Pearl. Oh, that's that's such a cool set. That's like I put away the Lego Palantir, like the tower from the two towers, which is an amazing set because it was too huge Um, and it was amazing. But I always wanted a pirate ship as a kid and I never had one. And it was one of those things like I got it as an adult and I was so satisfied that I had a Lego pirate ship. I can tell you point blank that uh, both the Lord of the Rings sets and that Black Pearl are worth some freaking money. I'm going to have to like sit down and find all the pieces. I mean, the Lord of the Rings set, it's just all black Legos almost entirely. Um, but Hell, place- even, even those, like if you, if, and I'm not even saying this for me, but if you ever get the urge to sell those, uh, Bricklink. You know what? Br- um, I think what I'm going to do, peek behind the curtain here, I'm going to save them. Here's my crazy brain. Here's my thinking. My daughter at some point will have grandkids or robot children or mutants or clones or whatever they do in the future. They are going to want to come over and play with toys. I will have them. There you go. 30 year old bucket of Legos. Hopefully they don't biodegrade because Legos do that. Um, And I also have a giant 18 totes of Star Wars toys. Only the new Legos do that. I've had some break, but I also break toys. Um, okay. We have rambled a lot about random craziness. Toys. Toys. You guys, yeah, toys. it's 2022. It's a new year. We have to kick out the old year of 2021 and all of the toys that are brought to us. Some great stuff. But we have such new Great stuff on the horizon. I'm excited to see what what new toy trends uh, replace some of the crappy trends in 2021. Who knows what's old that's going to be new again? You never know. I know this. Old man 2021. Got to get the fuck out. Make way for baby 2022. And from from what I've heard, Baby 2022 sounds suspiciously similar to Elmo. But it's not Elmo. 
curious. I'm saying 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 that just you know just for for all lawyers to know that it's not Elmo, it's Baby 2022. You know what? If you got a problem with it, take it up with the convicted child molester that voiced Elmo. Oh, God. I'm sure I'm sure he'll fight it. Um, I forgot that was a thing. Dear Kevin Kraft, fuck you. So here's a special message about the new year from your special friends at Count Creepy Head. We'll be right back. You know, it's a, it a pretty good year for toys. You know, it's a, I would have had a lot more good toys, but I got to blame it on China. The boat was stuck over there. Would have had some really good ones, but I saved you all a bunch of money on plastic. Yeah, we had some good, cheap plastic toys. Uh, hell, we even had one called Junk Bots. You know, it was junk right in the name. You knew you were saving money. And uh, I know you all like them free LeBron heads I put out there in the open packages. So everyone could just take that LeBron head. You know, I think I'm going to stick around a little while longer. I, I'm not ready to go. Uh, my toys are still in them there ports, you know. No, no, I have, I have new toy trends. I am baby 2022. Uh, I'm, I'm here with new toy trends for you. Uh, fuck off, you little goblin. I'm, I'm still sticking around with my, my LeBron heads. I got, I still got more to pass around. In, instead of LeBron heads, I am going to give you cool new action features of toys that look like poo and smell like poo. Uh, you, you smell like poo, you little diaper goblin. In, As, past, uh, in past years, toys only look like poo to capitalize on poo trends. This year, they smell and feel like poo because we package and sell poo. And, you know, actually, that sounds pretty good. You probably save a lot of money that way, you know. It's, it's uh, just like that there open packaging with the cheap-ass plastic. It's, uh, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go, but uh, we sell uh, it in buckets. It uh, only contains the plastic that we feed to the animals that produce it. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually. You know, so, yeah. Okay. Hey. Well, I'll pass the torch on over to you. But when them boats from China finally show up, you tell them that uh, the 2021 sent you. I said that you have more LeBron heads. Yeah, put put them in the poo. It'll be it'll be part of Space Jam Three. You mark my words. That is the other new trend for 2022: Space Jam Three, Four, and Five action figures at the same time before the movies are announced. Yeah, uh, heard James thought, Cameron was working on that. You thought release of 2021 figures were bad? Just wait, I have so many cool surprises for you. Figures that were announced last year? Guess what? I still don't have them. With 2023? Who knows? Will you never get them? Probably. We're going to feed them to babies and cats and llamas. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see myself out here. You're kind of smelling like poo over there. So uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go drink some whiskey. Uh, bye. Yeah, we don't give toys and we're going to give them faster except all of that is a lie because the new toys are going to be worse and slower just wait we have wonderful things for you wonderful things i am not at all going to show you my penis
Mike, I don't think you realize how damn funny you could be. <laughs> uh, I had to mute at the beginning of that. <laughs> I figured I had to do the 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 loaf of butter voice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 2022 is gonna have loaves of butter. <laughs> I almost worked that in, but I'm like, nah, I'll keep it with the poo. Keep it with the poo. Oh lord, I'm just picturing you trapped in a maintenance closet in a bowling alley. <laughs> oh, George Buckflower, that guy was awesome. Oh yeah. I figured I would figured I would just like make up terrible toy trends instead of good ones. <laughs> oh, Josh, just wait. <laughs> Everything is made of poo. You know, Every, everything's made of poo and delayed. <laughs> how much shit you think has been made, but the movie keeps getting delayed and it just never comes out? Like, you think there's a warehouse full of Avatar two toys? Oh, oh definitely. Probably. Like the Ghostbusters uh, stuff was just like. Waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for a movie to be announced. And then they could finally release everything. Right. I love that the line premiered and then basically died before it premiered again. Right. Yeah. (laughs) The plasma series just rotted on shelves for two years because of COVID. The Star Wars or the uh, the Ghostbusters Ghostbusters. blood series. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Now, I wonder how many toys, you know, never actually come out because of of changes in the designs or, you know, like reshoots or whatever. Like, I, I have to wonder with Sonic the Hedgehog, like, were there toys planned of that awful hedgehog design before they decided to, to postpone it a year and change everything? I don't think so, because there's never it's always that was Jazzwares. I think like Jazzwares had it, one, yeah. Yeah, Jazzwares has had Sonic the Hedgehog forever. Yeah. And people just don't buy Sonic the Hedgehog toys. Because they always have, like, spindly, breakable limbs, and they never do anything to fix it. Yeah. There like, was one of the the little, like, the, uh, like, it's like a little play set with, like, miniature figures that my son had a while ago. Um, i trying to think. Of, if you ever go to, like, uh, Walmart or Target, they have the, the Checkline Impulse figures, and you get, like, the Marios. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have Sonic now. Yes. Uh, those are kind of cool. Um, you know, you know if... example of that would be the Minions Rise of Guru movie. Mm-hmm. It's never come out. It just oh, never yeah, got released. Right. The I toys that came out thing. over a year ago. <laughs> like you can buy them literally you can go to ollie's or big lots and find them in clearance but nobody's seen the film it just got right. lost to covid oh you know that that's real that makes me think of the um what was it the the batman forever figure mm-hmm. that is i was clearly designed and sculpted before they cast Chris O'Donnell because it's what Damon Wayans. Yeah. Ah, that's right. Like, like I'm sure there are other examples of that. And I think that is just freaking fascinating. The one that sticks in my memory of a design that made it to toys, but was completely different in the film is the tooth fairy from darkness falls. McFarlane did oh, a movie maniac, right. yeah, based on the original design. 
And apparently everyone was like, that's not scary. Like it, and it wasn't, it was, it, it looked like a, like a goth fairy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it wasn't scary at all. And then they handed it off to Stan Winston. Cause you know, he fixes everything and he gave us that amazing, um, Oh God, what is her name? Something Dixon was her Matilda Dixon, that amazing Matilda Dixon design where she was like all burned and she had the like broken mask and all that. And it was creepy as crap. <laughs> but the figure we got was based on the original design. Is that movie any good? I've never oh, seen Darkness Falls. Dude, I love it. I I am I am a huge fan of that movie. I have I have held that up as the example for making a PG thirteen movie terrifying. To me, it still creeps me out. Now it might not be everyone's cup of tea because you know fear is subjective and all that. But the 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 hook for that film that. Even if you're in slight darkness, she can get you. That scares the shit out of me. Because, yeah. like, if you're, like, right now my feet are under my desk. So, under my desk is dark. Like, she would be able to get you there. You know, so, like, if you even put a hand into a shadow, she could grab you. And, like, that is such a freaky concept. Um, but it's, I thought it was a fun movie. Like, it's it's very much dated. It's very early 2000s. There's a lot of the early 2000 horror trends in there, but I like the story. You know, I think it's it's freaky, and I love the design for the character. You know, I will Winston agree. Knocked it out of the park. I'll add it to the list. Are you guys? We already talked about the giveaways. I had this next in the note. We are going to do this month's contest. Is you get to kind of change the direction of the show and get us to talk about something. So. There'll be something on the Facebook group coming up. Uh, something else I wanted to talk to you guys about. We are kind of stuck at on the Facebook group. This doesn't reflect listeners, but this is like my only gauge of how many people are listening. We're stuck at 45 people. Hmm. I would like to grow, but I don't have the opportunity to get out there and physically, physically promote the show because there's no toy shows. There's no conventions. That would be my next best bet of like, here, have a card, have a sticker, check us out. Like, I've tried cross-promotion in other toy groups, other horror places, and nobody gives a shit. Or they don't want, like, I the giveaways was like my effort to get them into the Facebook group so I could kind of have a uh, an actual physical number to kind of go by of engaged listeners. What do you guys think? I mean, to be honest, like, I feel like most podcasts, they, they'll find their audience and the audience that sticks around, that's your that's going to be your base. You know, you're always going to have people who will dip a toe in, listen to an episode and decide whether or not it's for them. Like, I know with the Boogeyman's Closet, we have a consistent, like consistent downloads every month between like 28 and 35 every month. Um, sometimes it takes till the very end of the month to see those downloads, but you know, we will get those downloads. Then there's some episodes that right off the bat, they're like 60, 70 downloads. What the heck is that? Sorry. Someone's setting off fireworks. Oh, <laughs> it sounded like someone was dragging a corpse upstairs. It really did sound like, Oh, I'm just killing some hookers guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it, it's fireworks. I'm not killing any hookers i swear yet um <laughs> i'm gonna go on me so you don't hear me kill the next hooker 
but uh, but no, I mean, I, I think the main the main focus growing will happen organically. Like that's one of those things that it it will eventually make its way onto like you know Podbean front page stuff like that. Um, all we can really do is keep pushing on social media and uh, and hope people want to hear it. You know, as long as the the listeners are sticking around, that's the key factor. If you're losing listeners, we're doing something wrong. Um, I would say that hopefully with the 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 Rad Pantheon, like we're about to to do this year. Hopefully that will help uh, put, you know, put new eyes on the property. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard without conventions to specifically go and talk to, you know, like minded people. All you can really do is promote in in Facebook groups like you're already doing and, uh, you know, keep pushing on social media. And again, social media is tough because with the algorithm, like you never know what you're going to what you're going to get. I've had uh, like on my Instagram, I've had some posts where it's like. Like, especially even giveaway posts that'll, like, linger at, like, 19 likes, you know, and then I'll post some random, like, hey, this episode is up, not thinking, like, like, Hell House LLC, I'll be like, Hell House LLC is up, and suddenly there's a crap ton of likes, and I'm like, wow, I didn't see that coming, you know, so it's like, I think that, you know, it's an uphill battle with the the Instagram and Facebook algorithms as well. Man, um, Al Gore is such a fucker. Really, Man Bear Pig should not be in charge of this. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be tough no matter what you do. The other thing you can do that I've done a couple of times, which kind of sucks, but there's always the, the paid promotion on, on Instagram where you toss a couple of bucks on a post and be like, you know, I'm going to run this for five days at a dollar a day and it gets some new eyes. Now, sometimes you get new followers based on that. Other times you get nothing, you know, I've spent you. I've spent over the course of the last almost three years now, I've probably spent about 50 bucks promoting different posts. And yeah, I would say we got a eh, handful of new followers, like really not many. Um, got a lot of likes on those posts, but who cares about likes on a post if they're not going to follow? No, you got to, yeah, paid promotion on Instagram. I didn't really know that was a thing. Yeah, it's honestly, I was mainly doing it on my uh, on my art page. Because I was getting people to be like, hey, this is for sale, <laughs> you know, trying to, like, get eyes on it. And every once in a while, I would I would move something because of it. But Well, to me, one of the goals of the show has been get us free toys. Yes. <laughs> it's not worked yet. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> I'm going to make the suggestion that we uh, run a Patreon with a $5 tier that includes nudes of Timmy. That's also a possibility. <laughs> Or a Patreon where you pay us in toys. <laughs> or a Patreon where you pay us to not give you nudes of Timmy. Oh. <laughs> Hear that, listeners? We're sending out nudes. Uh, breaking news, as we were talking, just got a notice. Wave three, I guess? Wave four? I'm not sure what you're going to number these. Of the Masters Universe animated figure line has hit... So this is Battle Cat, which is the deluxe vehicle. Two new deluxe figures. So this is like Royal Armor He-Man and Beastman. New 12-inch figures of Slimy Skeletor and Armored He-Man. And more releases of Sorceress and somebody else. Orko? Probably Orko. Yeah, I think solid cases of Sorceress and Orko. And the sword. 
the play sword. I don't know if these are still exclusive to Walmart or if they're finally moving to Target. I was just going to ask that because I haven't my my Walmart just is not stocking them like uh, there's the snake. The snake pit thing is there, but that and the choppers. That's about all yeah. I can find. These are at a comic book store that I follow and they got them. So that would indicate that they are a diamond collectibles or some sort of third party retailer for them to grab them from. So that's hopefully good news. Um, are you guys ready for the most popular section? Of yes! podcast, the Hall of Fame. So it's been two and a half long weeks, but Job of the Hut won. Of course, Job of the Hut won because it's Job of the Hut. Yeah. Yes, he's going to win. He's always going to win. Um, are you guys ready for your nominations this week? Indubitably. I, Josh, I think so. You are the winner. You get to You know, first. I'm going to go with a toy that I already talked about today, even though it is not exactly the toy I talked about today. How's that for confusing? Okay. <laughs> riddles. I'm talking in riddles. Um, I'm going to nominate Masters of the Universe, Stinkor. You motherfucker. I can't beat that. I, I, you know, the funny thing is, wait, I have Stinkor? a Masters thing, so. Wait, what? Classic Stinkor? OG. Oh yeah, oh yeah, OG okay. Stinkor. Because uh, I I feel like he's not only is he iconic, uh, just in his depiction, like uh, almost more so than Merman. Uh, All right. But if you had Stinkor, that smell is burned into your brain. <laughs> this is true. I have a proposal. All masters this week. Perfect, because that was I had a master's pick. <laughs> All right, Mike, I'm good ahead. with that. Um, well, like I said, you know, my, my Christmas was very Masters of the Universe heavy. So uh, I'm going to go back to a figure that I loved as a child, and I cannot wait for the new release in Origins, but Terror Claw Skeletor. Man, that's a good one. I adored that figure when I was a kid, and he was frequently one of my big bads in in my my playing <laughs> so and i can't wait to get the new one all right josh there's one he-man character that can maybe maybe beat stinkor i'll see your stinkor and i'll raise you moss man oh, oh he's a good one it's the the battle of the smells yeah it really is and my guy doesn't have a nose, so it doesn't count for him. And also begs the question, when we get Classics Mossman, they have to fucking flock him. Oh, he better. Oh, he, he needs to be flocked, and he needs to smell. Yeah. Yes. yes I can see them yes. making him a deluxe. Honestly, I could see them doing that. <sighs> Giving him the two heads, so he'll have, like, the Beastman head and maybe, like, the, the Classics-style head that they gave him. And give him like Mattel, yeah, his his club and a shield and something, maybe like a spear or something, like part of the weapons pack stuff. So look, we're popular with all the toy companies. They secretly listen, I swear. (laughs) So Mattel Masters Universe team, you're gonna go deluxe on us, which you love those opportunities because you gave us an extra accessory to charge us an extra ten dollars. Give us the Mossman air freshener back. That was a comic oh, God, giveaway. Yes. 
so I can that have my awesome. car smell like pine saw. Just I don't need the extra head because he's a classics figure, an origins classic figure. He's going to have the beast man head. Mm-hmm. I don't need 2000X Moss Man head. He needs a club. That's it. Give me an air freshener. I will give you an extra $10 for a Moss Man air freshener. Same. A Stinkor air freshener. I will do the same thing. <laughs> That's all. That would be awesome. Maybe, you know, you want to get around to making Bugar. I will totally <laughs> sell you the rights. Candy Goblin. Hey, I have I have almost bought my bought a bottle of patchouli a few times now. <laughs> All right, because you know it's a tangent. We love our tangents. Have you guys ever baked toys in a crock pot? No. Have you ever no. heard of what this does? No. So you take a crock pot that you would you know this is a throwaway item. Don't go buying it new. You take a crock pot. You need old school writ dye had some additives in it. So they've changed it because the chemicals were like poisonous to the environment. But if you take old school writ dye that was like up until like 2010, they made it. You make a batch of writ dye with like whatever amount of liquid you want. So the more writ dye, the stronger the color. And you, you crock pot for any amount of time, a plastic toy in writ dye. It'll bake the writ dye into the plastic. So I found out about this because people were making custom He-Man guys out of classic He-Man bodies. What they were doing is like, I'm going to take some purple or black or whatever. I'm going to throw this spare merman I have in a vat of chemicals and cook it for like 24 hours to see what happens. Um, So I got some extra Masters Universe Classics guys because if you were part of their subscription service to get guys... Toy Guru a few times sent people free toys because they're fucking up constantly. And like if you were guaranteed to get like Fisto or Sorceress, some people didn't get it. So their way of apologizing was like, we have a spare Stratos. Don't don't hate us. Here you go. Uh, a problem I had is I ordered one Merman and I got a case of eight. Because <laughs> their systems were fucked up. Um, so I did that to Merman. I did it to Beastman. So the thing is, is different kinds of plastic, like ABS plastic, PVC plastic, will absorb the colors differently and change different shades. So I tried to make uh, Fusera T, which is a Brazilian repaint of He-Man characters. I tried to make my own Fusera T guys by baking them in a crock pot and making funny colors. Where am I going with this? I don't know. I had a fucking point and I just completely lost it. Bake your toys. I don't know. But it's you you completely change the color of the plastic and it's permanent. So your orange beast man would become black beast man, which was a repaint of Beast Man in Brazil, and he had like Merman's armor. Yeah. I don't know where that's I'm going. Pretty awesome, actually. I'll show you guys pictures of him. I um do you know do you know what Fusera T is? Have you heard of that? Oh yeah. 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 So I have I did Beast Man because I always thought he was the coolest repaint. I have a purple Merman because it was just like a mistake. And in one of the accessory packs, I had gold armor for Merman. So I just threw that on there. Um, but people have also done it with bleach to re-dye their figures. So if you had like a Storm Shadow or an X-Wing or an R2-D2 or like a Stormtrooper where the plastic is yellowed, mm-hmm. you can pressure cook them in bleach. 
to re-whiten them. But it's that incredibly, just doesn't sound safe. It's no. incredibly dangerous. You have to do it outside because of all the fumes. All right. Anyways, don't do this. Don't do that at home. Yeah, uh, I don't think I need. I don't think I need them cleaned that bad. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Plug time. Uh, Josh, what's coming from Pickman's Vinyls? Uh, so we're getting into crunch time for assembly required. If you are not aware what Assembly Required is, look up Assembly Required, a.k.a. the Asheville Toy Expo. It is a an annual designer toy convention, which happens in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, it happens the first weekend in February, and it will be in person this year. And Pickman's Vinyls will be there in person. So we'll be selling all sorts of fun wares. Uh, in the meantime... It's pretty much just going to be grind stuff, but uh, I am finally going to release the solo release of the Scream uh, Ghostface Minimax mask in conjunction with the movie because I can't ignore that timing. Exactly. Uh, Um, But other other than that, maybe a a few small releases. In the meantime, just check out Pickman's Vinyls. I will keep everyone abreast of the situation. So, Josh, you're getting on a plane and flying out to a convention? That is correct. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, crazier things get, the more uneasy I am about it. Wear a mask, everybody. Uh, so, as me and Mike discussed earlier, uh, Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash is part of the Rad Pantheon podcast family. Yes, indeed. Um, Mike, what is coming from Boogeyman's Closet? Uh, We are doing a very interesting month. We decided uh, that 2021 kind of sucked ass, much like 2020. And uh, Maurice suggested we do something a little bit different and go with family-friendly movies that are still creepy or uh, like play in the horror sandbox or just something that scared the hell out of us as children. Um, So we did that, and the voters came out in droves surprisingly ghostbusters did not make the cut i fully expected that but we Which got is re- fucking criminal i i it honestly it, it got beat out by like one point um we have returned to oz which i think horrified enough young children that that's why it's on there uh, whoa wait 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 did you guys get that text message from Susie that if you didn't vote for return from oz she would break your legs Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> OK, but so I'm not the only one. I, honestly, yeah, that that uh, that just eked out Ghostbusters. Um, then we have Clue, which that got a lot of votes. Uh, Beetlejuice and the one that got the most votes was Monster Squad. So we're going to be kicking things off with Return to Oz. And uh, I look forward to talking about that movie as it scarred the hell out of me as a kid. Um <laughs> And that scene. Oh, my God. That and the wheelies. The wheelies terrified me. Um, But I'm also a a part of a a co-host for another new podcast called Raised by Rentals. Uh, It's me and Josh Strasberg. Anyone who's listened to the Boogeyman's Closet has probably heard him on a couple of episodes. We are improving stories uh, that are basically things we would have liked to see in our youth. Uh, it's all a lot of nostalgic stuff. So we're talking about on our very first episode, a uh, Friday the 13th movie that does not exist, but it was what if Friday the 13th was a Christmas movie? So we have a 
we have a lot of fun with that. And uh, our next episode will be all about Police Academy being brought back as a television show. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's raised by rentals all over social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Or just check out Red Pantheon and uh, you can find all of our links there. Are you guys talking about the Police Academy TV show or what would it be like if Police Academy was a TV show? It's we're talking about if we were to make a TV show now. Because, you know, Police Academy had a TV show. Oh, yeah. We we met, we talk about that and the cartoon in the okay. show. OK, but uh, but yeah, no, we because Police Academy has tried to be they've tried to resurrect it since uh, 1990. No, 1999 It was after the TV show died in 97. Um, they tried to resurrect it multiple like every few years. It was like 99, 2003, 2007, 2011. Like it keeps coming back. But uh, for one reason or another, it dies out. And apparently HBO Max did buy the rights to it. So maybe police academy is coming but we kind of do a show bible for for how we would do it um and then after that we talk about the goonies too so awesome. we got a lot of a lot of fun topics on that show i listened i finally finished uh your first episode today i was having problems listening to it during the week when i was on vacation because my daughter kept walking in and there's like adult language yes um <laughs> and for those who don't know Josh Straussberg, when he opens up his brain, it's sort of like when the Ark opens in Raiders of the Lost Ark, your face is going to melt. <laughs> because he just, he's thinking at a different level. He's playing like 3D chess sometimes. So you have to be like, you. there's a lot to absorb and you kind of have to get used to the level of information that he's giving you. Um, I loved it. And I was talking to my radio constantly while you guys were having your conversations which means you did your job awesome <laughs> thank you the only thing the only critique that i think you guys forgot is you didn't kill a santa claus <laughs> or use a santa claus as a murder weapon I, I i just seem like is there a guy in a santa suit that jason's it just seemed like a missed opportunity you know, um, yeah that that maybe at the party scene where where he was killing everyone someone could have come in you know, wearing a Santa suit, like, ho, 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 yeah. ho, ho, <laughs> dead. And he's dead. Uh, <laughs> Reindeer antlers through the chest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just killing Ed Quigley again. Right. <laughs> but just, just uh, hang her up on the hooks. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I was just like, no, no, do this. No, wait. What about? And it's like, oh, wait. Perfect. You guys are doing exactly what you're supposed to be. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great job. Um, Nothing new this month, guys, for Down Creepy Head, business as usual. We'll see you in a week. Same time, same channel. Same creepy time, same creepy channel. And I have herpes. Blah. Look out for those <laughs> naked pictures of Timmy coming to your email. That's right. If you ever want to see what it looks like under those folds, you're going to be excited. <laughs> in, our, unless, you, our, unless you give us money. Or our all, all Timmy Patreon. We have zero people. <laughs> <laughs> these these are not idle threats. People give us toys or money, or you'll see Nick or you'll see Timmy naked. Mike doesn't do that fan fiction stuff, but he'll make an exception for me. <laughs> and how? They're right. going to be compromising posi uh, positions that you don't even want to imagine. Have you ever seen Warner Herzog in a polar bear rug in front of a fireplace? You're gonna. You ever wonder oh, what a butthole would look like over top of a penis? You're going to see it. That's right. You ever wonder what a sexualized wad of gum looks like? 
<laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we're good. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> you before i haven't the time for it no count not even you will remember that you spelt creepy head with a k to avoid being sued by play-doh count facebook and instagram likes please you so grant me my friend request and if you do not listen to hell with you